What's up, world? This is Trump of the Farn on Newton, and you're listening to DJ Radu on the Diamond Soul Experience. WABL. New rules, new music. Download the app or stream on ablradio.com. Bamalovesoul.com. It's the Diamond Soul Experience. The Diamond Soul Experience with DJ Radu. Three in the morning, tossing and turning its late. Just can't rest, waiting for the phone to ring.
BemaLoveSoul.com, decreasing your hard drive space since 2008. I am DJ Radu, and you're listening to the first Diamond Soul experience of 2016. Thank you for checking us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Mixcloud, AudioMac, and Bandcamp. If you're checking us out on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and comment to help us move up in the rankings, find new listeners, and get more great interviews. Tonight, we're joined by trumpeter, educator, label head, Farnell Newton, who shares his inspirations, philosophies, and how he linked up with some of his frequent collaborators, which include Boosie Collins, Jill Scott, and newcomer Jared Lawson. We began tonight's show with Jared Lawson's cover of Blau's When We Call. We'll also be digging through the crates tonight. We want to pay respect to Nick Caldwell of The Whispers with Onrise remix of Keep On Loving Me. We also have brand new music from Murray's and Knife Wonder, 
KO featuring Miles Bunny in a super fantastic remix of Raphael Sadiq's Be Here. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to the Diamond Soul Experience. Why you should not, oh lady, you should see the tricks that I've got, oh. 
DiamondSoul.com, decreasing your hard drive space since 2008. This is the Diamond Soul Experience. I am DJ Radu. Tonight, we have a guest that has been a friend of Bama Love Soul for some years. However, this is our very first time speaking, Parnell Newton. What's up? What's up? <laughs> it's so crazy, man. We've known each other for some time. You've even done some compilations for the website, but this is our very first time speaking to one another. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, it's, it's one degree of separation with Fire and the Aquarius and also, you know, Tony Ozier. So. Right. <laughs> Speaking of Tony, we'll get right into that. You and Tony just started your label, FN Beats Galore. Mm-hmm. How did you link up with Tony? Well, I, I Tony when uh, he first came to Portland. Uh, a good friend of ours, Shaka, introduced us, and we've been, just been really good friends ever since. But he said to me one day, he said, you know, you're one of the busiest in the city. And, and I'm always being busy producing and making music. He was like, let's just get together and make something together. And I was like, cool, let's do it. We was already been on each other's records and, and working with each other, but this kind of just solidified it as far as like a, a, a new movement in the Northwest. With you and Tony working together so frequently, when I got my hands on Ready to Roll, your recently released album, it was not exactly what I expected. Your, your projects were pretty much, you know, traditionally jazz oriented. This one had more soul approach. Can you talk about the process on creating Ready to Roll? Well, the thing about it is I have so many different sides of who I am. You know, a lot of people know me as a jazz guy. Some people know me as the trumpet player for Jill Scott, which is, you know, R&B and soul. And some people know me as the trumpeter for Boosie Collins, which is Funk. But with that project, with the Ready to Roll, I wanted to do something that was, uh, a nice mixture between jazz and soul, which is, you know, one of my uh, true loves. So, you know, me and Tony got together and just started really piecing songs together. And then I collaborated with my other favorite producers like Donye Goodman, who's originally from Seattle, who produced You Gotta Move and Make Me Yours. I reached out to this young brother who produces with Rob Milton from Richmond, VA, but this guy's name is Brandon Crumbly from Florida, uh, great producer, and basically just gathered up my good friends and musicians from the Northwest, like Jared Lawson and Ashley J, who sings with Prince right now, and we just put some music together, and, and, it, and it really all came together. Then I reached out to some of my other friends, you know, like Lee Jones and, and Ahmed, uh, Ahmed Soror, and, um, and we just put some music together and it all really just came together. You spoke about wanting to have a project that has that soul in it. And as you mentioned, you have Jared Lawson on this project. Now, how, how did you link up with Jared? Well, I first met Jared. Uh, <laughs> I was doing my master's, my grad school recital. And I was doing it at the jazz club here in Portland, Jimmy Max. And I happened to have Liv Warfield of Prince Band, and she's known as a great artist on her own, right? Um, she introduced me to Jared, who was actually tuning the piano at the club uh, the day of the show. And then uh, he introduced me and told me how great a player and singer he was. And then I went down and saw him at his weekly gig in Portland and was blown away by the dude. I was like, oh my gosh, this dude is, a, is amazing. And, and we've just been making music ever since. He he recorded on Ready to Roll record. I recorded on his debut record. He uh, recorded on my last record called Classes Now Session. And then we went to Europe and did a tour and recorded a record at BBC. 
Right, right. Which is a really fantastic album. And that cover of Bilal is just, you know, wonderful. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a dope cover. That and uh, Anthony Hamilton. Anthony Hamilton was blowing it up and retarded and, 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 and all, you know. <laughs> So I guess let's take it all the way back, man. I know that you come from a musical family, and yes. I know that that you know that family members come from different genres of music. So how did you get pulled into jazz specifically? I was in tenth grade in the high school for creative and performing arts in Philadelphia, and our band director just came up to us and slapped a piece of paper on the stand, and it was take the atrium, and he was like, "When we get to this section." You got a solo. <laughs> and me and another trumpet player looked at each other. It was like, solo? What's that? <laughs> and and that was kind of like the spark that started to a, a youth um, uh, jazz program at University Arts in Philadelphia. And and I just quit the bug. After just, I was trying to find and play and be a part of every program and, 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 and group I could while I was growing up in Philadelphia. I know Philadelphia has a rich musical history, specifically on the soul scene with Philadelphia International, Dublin Huff, etc. And, and then you mentioned that you have toured with Jill Scott. That was um, my good friend of mine's uh, saxophonist, Mike Phillips. Um, he got to the label Hidden Beach Records around the same time that Jill did. And actually, he was opening up for her first tour. That's where that live recording comes from, that um, Experience album she had. And she brought him out and had him solo on uh, on The Way, on His Away. So basically, you know, about two and a half years ago, he hit me up. I was working for a publishing company um, doing sheet stuff. And he said, man, I need you to go on the road with me with Jill Scott. And I was like... Okay, <laughs> I was like, let me talk to my wife first, and uh, and in the band ever since for the last two and a half years, and it's been a great experience. I, I feel like I'm jumping around, but I know you mentioned that you you were in the band. The directing music in front of you told you that you had to do a solo, and I know that from there, you know, you continued your education in music in institutions of higher learning. Where, you know, some cats just pretty much finish school and kind of jump right into the band scene. Mm -hmm. So why did you choose to approach music from a scholastic standpoint? You know, that's what I knew at the time. You know, that's what I was brought up with, with being able to go to college. And, and that opportunity came to me where someone, you know, reached out to me and wanted me to come to Oberlin College, Herbertary Music, to audition. And um, I mean, if I was a school like Berkeley or somewhere in New York, I might not have finished school. I might have dropped out and, and just did the music thing. But, you know, I mean, everyone has their different paths and destiny. And, you know, I took a different route. I went and, and did my undergrad at Oberlin, moved to Portland, had a family and, you know, did all of that stuff early where a lot of people now, my musician counterparts, they're, they went straight into the music and now they're trying to find out ways of starting a family and to buy a home property so you know and they're struggling with that so you know i feel like we all have our different our different paths but you know i'm just happy the way that mine has been going over the years and and it's been getting better and better you know it's funny that you mentioned the family aspect because earlier when you spoke about going to your wife and speaking to her about going on the road with jill scott how does family life affect the musician lifestyle? I mean, it affects it a lot, you know. 
I mean, but it's, uh, on the other hand, it's also easy to go out there and get caught up into the, the lifestyle of just traveling and around, uh, performing and worldwide and things like that. But for me, I always keep my family, you know, they're, they're the number one for me. You know, they keep me focused and they keep me grounded while I'm out in the world. But, you know, with my wife, you know, we, we try to just stay open to communication and, and always communicate what's happening. And when I first got into the band, I said, hey, I said, if my career doesn't go forward and up in the next six months, we need to sit and talk about what needs to happen. You know, if I need to go back to a regular job or what. And ever since then, the last two and a half years, you know, my career has been uh, has been elevating and pushing forward very, you know, uh, with good force and steam. So, you know, we're at a good place right now. I spoke about you approaching music from a scholastic standpoint. You went undergrad, and I think you got your master's as well. Yeah, Portland State University. And you also became an educator. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to reconcile everything that you're doing because you're you're creating music, you're in bands, you're touring. How do you find time to juggle all of that in addition to your responsibilities as an educator? Well, well as an educator, you know, I taught at Portland State University for four years and eventually got to the point where I had to step down. I had to take a, I had to, to not be the educator that I thought I was going to be because, you know, the opportunities in my life came about. And, and that's how it is. Sometimes if you get to the crossroads and you're like, am I going to go left? Am I going to go right? Am I going to go straight? Or am I going to, you know, and the path that's heading down was very um, rewarding and it had rewarding and I mean it could have been totally different I could have still been you know teaching at Portland State and or doing something else we we never know we try to I just try to adjust and really set new goals and then tackle whichever direction I you know chose to, um, you know and go forward as, as hard as I can you know Right, right. I'm asking these questions because, you know, I know people out there who are faced with these decisions and kind of need some direction. Like, because that that crossroads is so real. (laughs) Oh, it is. It's totally unreal because you do it and you're like, my whole life is about to change or I could just still be doing what, you know, I've been doing and may not be happy doing what I'm doing. And sometimes you just could take that leap of faith and... I remember reading somewhere about this um, this um, musician who was saying that you have to give yourself over fully to your craft in order for it to help support you. You know, you can't kind of dabble with it if you really want to, you know, do this and really want to do this. Like I do music full time and, and I stepped out on that limb and I found different ways and to eat, you know, music licensing rehearsing, recording for people to, you know, you got to find every avenue to, to stay relevant and also to, to keep the lights on in this house. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I touched on it briefly earlier about the label FM Beats Galore, but even before FM Beats Galore, you had your own label. Yeah. Can you talk about why you decided to start your own label? Well, it, it was more of a, it was more of helping musicians more than a real label. Um, I just felt like that a lot of musicians are out here making records 
and don't understand the business aspect in a, it being in the music music industry they're making records but they don't even have a, a performing rights organization they're not tied to ASCAP or BMI or CSAC they haven't copywritten their music and set up any gigs they don't have a website they don't have they barely have social media I mean you know I felt like so many talented and great musicians and artists were out here and I felt like I just wanted to lend my service and my help to help them help direct them you know and help you know help answer whatever question that they had because I learned by putting out my first solo project which was called classes now in session and I learned a lot doing that because I had my own marketing I was my own PR I was my own graphic designer and my web designer. so I learned everything the hard way Everything you learned, you passed on the cats on your table. Are things that you learned yourself. No oh. one, no, no one taught you these things. I mean, no. Some things I was taught. Some things I was schooled. Some things stood up all night, stayed up all night, and read about how you know copyright your music or how to um, get to how to read. I read about how to make a good electric press kit, a, a electronic press kit, and I learned how to make a good bio and stuff with the help of wife my proofs read everything that I do so I mean you know you know I learned from watching others grind and from their lessons as well so it, I, I feel like it firsthand from from my experience to help them because then people see one and they're like wow Farnell, I really respect what you're doing how can I get to that point and I'm like well shoot well let's sit down let's have coffee Let's talk, let's see, put a plan together for whatever you're trying to accomplish in this music. Right. You know, as I mentioned earlier, you released Ready to Roll on FN Beats Galore. What else is coming down the pipeline from FN Beats Galore? Oh, we got, <laughs> we, we have all kind of projects. Uh, you know, right now we're, we're producing our drummer, um, Tyrone Hendricks' record, and he puts with Liv Warfield and Jared Lawson and performed with Stevie Wonder and all kind of great musicians and then i'm putting out this uh, uh a gospel album um that's also world music from a guitarist from the congo africa he has a record that we're about to put out at the end of this month and then we have another group called Saint, which is more like a conscious uh hip-hop group from portland live music and uh I'm working on a record right now with my funk soul group called The Other Ship Connection, which should be out in the next couple months. And then Tony's working on like producing other artists. We got a, a singer, Arietta Ward, that, who's a great singer and a writer. She's going to be putting out a record. And Tony's putting out another beat uh, album soon, uh, Beast Galore Volume 3. I mean, we, we got so much stuff in the frying pans, you know. And... And, and I feel like you have to stay, you got to have forward momentum. You know, you just can't like put out and be like, oh, I, I'm done. You know, like we're not at Angelo or Lauren Hill's statue or, or, or height of fame to things like that. We have to keep grinding. And the more we do it, the more people get turned on to our music and to our artists and to what we're trying to do. So you said the other ship connection. The other ship connection, which is a, a play on George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic, the Mothership Connection, because um, I performed in and with Boosie Collins and and jammed out with George Clinton and P Funk. So you know it's a, it's a play on that. It's funk. It's so it's 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 not like Farnell Newton records 
are more about like head bobbing, being soulful, the jazz soul, where the kitchen is more like funk and soul, where it's all about getting people out your seats and dancing and, and having a good time. Well, you've toured extensively, and I want to get into that, especially uh, your work with Boosie Collins. So let's break. We're going to go into Peace and Love. We're going to come back and we'll talk to Farnell Newton about all the groups you've worked with on the road. So stay tuned right here on the Diamond Soul Experience. We'll return with more Farnell Newton. Been the same since the dawn of the dawn. <laughs> Some of us had no sense of rain. And power is sought to the level of the palm. Seems like there ain't no place for the truth man. No. With no inner need to supersede or to command the upper hand.
Bamalovesoul.com, decreasing your hard drive space since 2008. This is the Diamond Soul Experience with my man Farnell Newton. Yes, sir. Thank you. When we were leaving, we were talking about working with Boosie Collins. I know that you've been on the road with him quite frequently. So I have asked, you know, how did you meet Boosie Collins? Uh, I first met Boosie Collins at the Soul Trade Music Awards that I was playing at in 2009. And he was a part of under the tributes. I think it was Charlie Charlie Wills tribute, and uh, and I just stayed in contact with him. And he hit up Mike Phillips, who was playing with us as well on the Soul Trade Music Awards. So I was like, "Hey, I need some record. I, I need some some horns on a record of mine." So next thing you know, we you know we were recording music for Boosie Collins, and and I constantly stayed in contact. With and then one day. I was at uh, the NAMM show in LA, which is the National Association of Music Merchants. And I hit up Boosie after I got one of those like daily inspiration. You know how cats send you those emails and they're like, you know, Proverbs 3, so-and-so. And, and so I just hit him up saying, hey Boosie, I'm looking forward to seeing you and your wife at the NAMM show. And about 10 minutes later, Boosie was like, what are you doing today? We need a trumpet player. And that was my first gig with Boosie. And that was with like, you know, the Warrell, Blackbird, McKnight. That was with like the heavyweights of Mike Hampton of the of the P-Funk years. I ran into Boosie at the Cincinnati Music Festival while I was playing with Jill. And I sat in on a couple songs and then I got a call about a month or two later from his wife that was like, hey, we want you to join the band. Can you do it? Ever since then, I've been a part of Boosie Collins and and the rubber band so and that's been for the last two years so can, can you share with us at least one nugget that you've learned from boosie collins i mean you know the thing with boosie is that you know he's all about the pocket he's all about the one he's yeah, all right. he's all about that has to be if it doesn't feel right you you, you cannot play this music you know you gotta you gotta go back into the woodshed into the practice and figure it out, you know, and he's very adamant about that and just the feeling and the soul of the music. So it's been a blessing working with him because he's such, you know, he's a part of funk history and music and, uh, you know, from playing with James Brown to um, funk and then to his own thing. He's inspired so many different groups and, and artists, you know, so, I mean, it's, you know, it's a pr basically for me, when we get to the part of the show where we play Rather Be With You, and I'm just, oh my, like, you know, like, this is, I was probably made to this music. Like, my <laughs> parents probably <laughs> conceived me listening to Boosters, you know, Rather Be With You. So, I mean, you know, especially as a, a lover of hip-hop music and West Coast hip-hop music, you know, it would be nothing without the funk music. So, you know, I'm just a fan as much as a... Uh, uh, he's a fan of my playing. I know you mentioned earlier that you were able to work with Bernie and Blackbird while you were working with Bootsy. What was the first time you met George? Oh, well, see, you know, I met George. I met George after, like, he was very cleaned up, wearing suits. You know, I didn't meet him when he had, the, you know, the crazy hair and the super crazy stories. But... But George Clinton definitely, you know, he's definitely a person, you know, he just has this aura about him, you know, he just, he knows talent and he knows, you know, 
what how to bring it out of people you know that was his gift of basically corralling all of those different individuals and putting them in a room and making music instead of just a bunch of nonsense and and, and noise right I, I read George's book and you can tell he's such an intelligent person like oh, he's yeah. one of those guys you know who, who was sent here for a reason oh definitely I mean I mean you gotta remember like Parliament it wasn't just about Parliament it was Parliament Funkadelic it was um, that Rise of Funkenstein. It was uh, uh, Horny Horns. I mean, it was so many different bands that came out of the the people. And then you also had just the Funkadelic years too. Then so you had the George Clinton years. So so much came out of you know the work he's done, and he made sure that everybody worked and everybody ate. Right. So I, I was you know doing my research, and I saw that you played with Earth and Fire. Yeah, I did. We were doing the Soul Train Music Award. We was doing a tribute to Earth, Wind, and Fire. And, and so, you know, we put on, you know how BET does these tributes, you know. They have everyone from, like, you know, uh, Bilal and Music Soul Child and Eric Bonet and Miguel and stuff. And then we'll perform with the artists themselves at the end. And, um, and then also I per- perform with Verdine White uh, with, at another time with Boosie Collins. So... You know, it's it's just great to be able to share the stage with such legends who, you know, I grew up with and that was a part of my household. You know, the music shaped, you know, in America. So were you able to meet any members of the Phoenix Horns? No, no, I haven't yet. I mean, we all, we all kind of like, we'd be at festivals and stuff together, but wanted to get together and uh, get to hang out with them and everything. You know, because I mean, when we on the road in these festivals, you know, you you hanging out with cats from like Cool and the Gang and um, Ohio Players and Confunction and this band and SOS and all of these great different bands. And, and then you run into cats from Spurs and, and, and Cameo and stuff. So, you know, it's going to happen. <laughs> so what is it that Farnell Newton wants to leave behind when, when you're gone? Um, when I'm gone. I don't know. I feel like my legacy is just, is, I, I, I'm very much about united community and music. You know, I feel like none of us could do this alone. We have, we have to have, you know, a community of people. It takes a village to make anything of this happen. You know, even though as much as media make it seems like so got famous by themselves, but it took, you know, a team and people to make a sacrifice to help push that person up to make them hit and then guess what? They pulled up their team and their people and their other artists. I mean, everything from Nelly to Ludacris to Eminem and D12 and, and NWA and Dr. Dre and all all of that stuff. It, it took sacrifice and a team and a village to make all of that happen. And that's what we're about. We used to have this thing called the Dookie Jam in Portland. And Tony had every artist in Portland at that jam. Building, making a community and playing music together so you know that's kind of like my my thing you know connecting music and the people it's all about the network and as far as music it's all about one degree of separation it's not about six degrees it's one degree you know i knew byron i knew uh you know tony ozier and Dauru, and i ran into someone else that mentioned you 
and, and it's all one degree of separation instead of six degrees. Right, right. Most times. I think your musical journey is so amazing. You know, you start out jazz and, you know, you end up funking with some of the best. To be able to, to, to meet Boosie and work with Boosie, to who's worked with James Brown, you know, who put him on the one, to working with Jill Scott. Earth, Wind, and Fire, etc. I just think it's, it shows how this music goes. Like some people place themselves into a box. Like, well, I'm a jazz artist, period. But I, I think it's to be commended that you're able to play so many different styles of music. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, I came from that background. Just so much, you know, growing up originally in Miami, growing up with with hip hop and R&B and soul and Latin music and. And, and I've always just been about good music. I feel like I feel like if you limit yourself, you limit being able to work. Because I lived in some country in Cleveland when I was in college, where the only gigs I could do all the time was Puerto Rican salsa and merengue, because that was what was happening on Friday and Saturdays. So guess what? I made money Friday and Saturdays every week until I left, and then I came to Portland. In or jazz town, but then I started getting into some of the Cuban bands. So, you know, and I learned about Cuban song and and timba and and, and rumbas and, and various different things to start started to make money that way. You know, I'm like, if you put me anywhere, if you put me in somewhere in the Middle East or Africa, guess what? I'm gonna be learning something so I could uh, make a living as well. Right. So are you presently in Portland? Yes, I'm in Portland, Oregon. So what do you think about the militia situation that's going on in Oregon? Oh man, that was, see, that's way far for me, but you know what, man? The thing about it is that, you know, <clears throat> the, the uh, nothing is fair in this country. Nothing is fair in life. As much as they want to say that all people are equal, you know, we aren't. You know, they want to say that we're, we're innocent and proven guilty, but nowadays I feel like things are, you're guilty on to prove an instant and that might not even happen so you know what I, I, i've kind of stayed out of the whole militia thing because that doesn't really involve me and my community as much as people are making it seem like it does because guess what we already know that the government is, is one-sided and yes uh, certain people could do open carry but some people in this country have tried to do open carry they will be taken care of dealt with quickly and fast so you know what? I'm just trying to keep it positive about my community and try to keep working with musicians who want to build and, and push peace, you know, push top community, which is Google, to healthcare, to uh, public safety, and so forth. So, what's the music scene like there? I know you work with Tonio Zier. Let's see. I mean, you know what? A lot of these guys, I, I, I record with so many for hip hop guys. like. Um, Tope, and then with we got Lifesavers, Versatile, and um, uh, so many different other, you know, artists and hip hop artists, and a lot of them are just fans of jazz. Like I met a lot of them at jazz clubs, and and like Tope go to Jimmy Max and come out to my jazz set with his grandma and, and kick, and, and then he'll be like, "Yo, you know, my name's Tope. I really dig your music. Let's see if we put something together," or they might get connected with me through Tony Ozier, you know? So, and then we come to find out that we all just like good music and we all like similar music, you know? So, um, you know, I'm one of them type of people. I'm like, if you hit me up and you contact, you have a project and you want to make some music together, nine out of 10, I'm going to be like, cool, let me hear it. Let's, let's see where we could, 
um, build up and make something together. Because you never know. It might expose me to new people just as much as might uh, expose other people to my music. You know, it's funny that you say that because I imagine that that's what happened with you and Tope. And then the song that you did with him ended up getting recognized by Erica Badu. You know, what? how did yeah. that feel? Oh, that was cool. You know, I've, I've worked with Erica a couple times. Um, through Soul Train Music Awards, and and I work with a lot of her different musicians um, from the Dallas area. So you popped up. It wasn't. I wasn't really as shocked because the the concept of it was pretty cool, and it was just. I mean, who 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 isn't who isn't a fan of of Erica Badu? Like we get all fanned out on some of our artists, and she's one of those artists that you know I could definitely see must being a fanboy of. So you know. You know, Tope just swooped me up one night and was like, yo, we're going to do this uh, song and, and we found video and we shot it down the street at the library, the night scene where I'm playing trumpet outside, you know, and but that just shows that we're more connected than people think we are. We put these artists up on these stools, but if we saw Erica Badu chilling at the store and we said, what up to her? I say, what up to she, she going to say, what up back to you? It's not like. She's making it seem like she's higher or better than any of us. She's just, she figured out how she was talented in her poetry and then through her songs and singing and music, and she ran with it. Right. How can fans get in contact with you? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on everything. I'm on Facebook, Farnell Newton, Instagram, Farnell Newton, Twitter, Newton, I'm, you know, FarnellNewton.com, FNBLore.com. I'm on, I'm on everything, you know, I mean... I, I leave myself out there so people can get a hold of me and get um, in touch with me. So one final question, man. As a young musician, uh, can you name me three artists that had a large influence on you? I mean, probably three. I, I'll give two in this one. Freddie Hubbard and Miles Davis as far as trumpet. You, know, you hear people saying like, uh, you know, people always like, oh, Jay Dilla changed my life and... No, but for real, like, you know, I put him on the same pedestal that I put Duke Ellington and, and Miles and Freddie Hubbard, you know, his musicality and his approach and how he, you know, get what he gave to the music is going to be felt forever. You know, uh, he's another one of my influence. Also, um, that's two right there. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a, a fan of, of of songwriters, you know, who write. I'm fans of like the Dwelle stuff. The Erica Badu's and the Jill, you know, they they take you people who take you hear their music, and you can't help but to be transported. Like you listen to Dwelle, a pimp's dream, you can't help but to be transported, like the nightclub and, and chilling and, and 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 hanging out with the bar, and, and and but then you you hear Jill Scott, you know, sing a love song or a sad song, and you can't help but to be transported into that moment. Um, you know, Erica, the same thing. She could give you such a vibe and, 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 and make you forget the, the bad things that are happening in your life. You know, I'm, I'm a fan of those type of artists. If whoever it is, doesn't matter, young, old, new, or whatever. If you could do that, I'm, I'm a fan. Thank you so much. Speaking of Erica Badu, we're going to go into Take Your Time, Tope song that you were featured on, almost a dedication to Erica Badu. If you haven't picked up Ready to Roll, make sure you get that. Can you tell them what it can pick Ready to Roll? Um, Ready to Roll, you definitely could get it digitally all online, but you also could go to farnellnewton.bandcamp.com. 
www.farnellsbooks.com and get your physical copy if you want one as well. I thank you once again, Farnell. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much for reaching out. I'm going to test this out. The music just turns me over. Yeah. And it's funny how they do though. You get some money, now it's voodoo though. We making moves for the crew too. I get you views on a YouTube. So now we back for the third ride. Fourth encounter, brother, worst kind. I make it count like it's my first time. I make it count like it's our first time. And you know who we be. Rolling through the P, super deep in the Jeep, but that was like oh too. They was like oh you, rocking shows after school and I had some hoes too. Uh, but ain't much change at the shows out of town. Plane, bus, train, kick it backstage just to game up games. I be laughing with my friends like we came up, man. <laughs> But I ain't getting any younger though. Keep on nifting. Ain't no telling where you'll land. A one, two. Uh. And growing up, I was past poor. And I still ain't got no passport. But I get that money that I asked for. We get that money that we asked for. And I'm still trying to do me. My girl said I feel like ooh we <laughs> And sometimes I get like too deep And then I be like who me? See, there's rules to this thing called love that we know It's much more than clubs taking drugs at the show We be backstage with a couple of hoes Just so you know So if you get my old chick, I ain't really tripping That means I had your new one, homeboy, listen I be trying to cut them, you be trying to cuff them I be like, what up? You be like, uh-huh
Soul.com. This is the Diamond Soul Experience. I am DJ Radu, and I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Farnell Newton. Make sure to pick up his album, Ready to Roll. It's available now. But also check out his site for his complete discography and keep an eye on FM Beats Galore. Sounds like they have some really great stuff in store for 2016. Coming up, we have music from Anderson Pox 2013 cover REP. This is his cover of the White Stripes Seven Nation Army. And if you haven't picked up No Worries, his collaboration of knowledge, your dog and yourself. Make sure you pick that up. It's available on stonestrow.com. Keeping it stone stroll. We have music from Dame Funk and Snoop Dogg, that Seven Days of Funk project, which is still in my car right now. It's a fantastic project. Check out episode number 25 with the Diamond Soul Experience, where we had a chance to speak with Dame Funk. That's available on the Soul.com website as well as our iTunes podcast page. So make sure you check that out, listen to it, and make sure you keep it locked right here on the Diamond Soul Experience. Seven Nation Army couldn't hold me back They're gonna rip it off Taking the time right behind my back And I'm talking to myself
W-A-B-L. New rules, new radio. Hey, yo, wait, back it up, up, easy, back it up. Wait, back it up, up, easy, back it up. Hey, yo, wait, back it up, up, easy, back it up. Wait, back it up, up, easy, back it up. She look good. She look good. I ain't never had an ass like that. That's on hood. 
She look good, she look good. I swear I would leave right now if I could. She look good, she look good. If she texts, I'ma hit right back like I should. She look good, she look good. I said I'm about to leave, she said I wish you would. Skin tone beautiful, cup size suitable, perfect everywhere from her hair to her cuticles. She the one I do it for. See the way your eyes glow, supersede sex. She completes my survival when I know that her beauty's unrivaled. But still, it's hard not to fall in love wherever I go. She's psycho. I'm telling you, she's crazy. Her beauty and her flaws, I love it all. She my baby, and maybe. And I mean, just maybe I surrender my soul. She'll be sweet enough to save me. From myself, that is, man, I love her so much, I done left my kids For three weekends in a row at my mama house, now we ain't speaking no more So what? I'm happy as fuck, even though all the homies saying I should back it up Ayo, hey, wait, back it up, up, easy back it up Wait, back it up, up, easy back it up Ayo, hey, wait, back it up, up, easy back it up Wait, back it up, up, easy back it up She looks good, she looks good. I ain't never had an ass like that. That's on hood. She looks good, she looks good. I swear I would leave right now if I could. She worked the angles on them Insta flicks. Got me smiling every time that I see that she done sent the flick. And she appreciates the simple ish. Like when I hold the door, plus I'm mindful of her interests. Hindi flicks, a little bit of Thai food, extra mild sauce when we slide through the drive through. Son las cosas pequeñas, the little things you do to make a woman remember that she's special, especially to you. All up in the ass, wasn't messing with the crew. I watched games with her, ate chicken wings with her, eating out every night. I was paying for the dinner, feeling like I'm about to die whenever I ain't with her. My best friend hit me, said I ain't the same nigga. So what? I'm happy as fuck, even though all the homies saying I should back it up. Hey yo, wait, back it up, up, easy, back it up. Wait, back it up, up, easy, back it up. Hey yo, wait, back it up, up, easy, back it up. Wait, back it up, up, easy, back it up. She looks good, she looks good. I ain't never had an ass like that. That's on hood. She looks good, she looks good. I swear I would leave right now if I could. She looks good. She looks good. If she texts, I'ma hit right back like I should. This is Miles Bonnie, and you're listening to DJ Radu on the Diamond Soul Experience. Family, roots, love, feelings, meanings, patience, blood. Family, roots, love, feelings, meanings, patience, blood.
still so mean I don't care about the way you feel When I expect you to be real Maybe I don't love you Maybe my feelings were out of place Maybe I shouldn't trust you Maybe all these lies are coming out my face When I've been gone so long It's time to go home and visit Let's do a lot of soul searching, everybody When I've been gone so long It's time to go home and visit The best thing I've come up with Is that I've been afraid of myself for too long
loto a decirme a mí que yo no puedo cantar. Mulata, ribea ese corazón. Para que tú veas cómo se pone ese mulato cuando tú bailas como va. No te dejes sofocar por la pseudocultura y la inflación. For the G's, popping my P's, dotting my I's while crossing my T's. Me and Dame spitting game, doing shows overseas. 40 years old, had a fucking enemies. Check cheddar bowl, redder, let 'em all redder. If you knew better, then you probably do better. Act like you know, no, not better, no better. 'Cause 'cause it's the pavement. When I come through slow in a six fold, hanging out the window. It's the pavement. When I fall through the club, chucking up the dub on your scrubs. It's the pavement. DF on the beat. If you don't work, then you don't eat. It's the pavement. Real true statement. Grind till they pay me. Real niggas in the pavement. I live with a maid. I won't be happy till my whole team paid. From my mama to my daddy to my kids to my wife and all my kin folks in the afterlife. I'm chilling on the moon like Max tonight. 
Big Snoop Dogg got him acting like Money is the key to end all your woes More money, more hoes Niggas hit the pavement When I come through slow in a 6-4 Hanging out the window Niggas hit the pavement When I fall through the club Chucking up the dub on your scrubs Niggas hit the pavement DF on the beat If you don't work then you don't eat Niggas hit the pavement Real true statement Grind to the pavement Real niggas hit the pavement Decreasing your hard drive space since 2008. I am Birmingham's number one soul brother, DJ Radu, and it just hit me that later this month we'll actually be eight years old. So I need to find something special for us to do for our eight year anniversary. In the meantime, I want to know who you want to hear interview on the Diamond Soul Experience. Hit me up at BLS crew at BamaLoveSoul.com. I look forward to your responses. In the meantime, I'm turning up a little bit. I got some upbeat business coming your way. Some music from Jana, Jill, Scott, and we're gonna help you move. Alright, so wherever you are, prepare to turn it up just a little bit right here on the Diamond Soul Experience.
ABL. It's real music for your soul. For your soul. The Diamond Soul Experience.
speaking to you now, Diggs Duke. I'm here to congratulate you on making such a wise decision to tune into DJ Radu's Diamond Soul Experience. Please keep listening. Oh, 
infinite existence I don't see wishing for everything you've been seen Boy, I'm not even dissing, I just feel like I'm ice fishing You know, babe, I'm fucking freezing Then sometimes you jerk my mind off of my teasing When you make me feel like nothing When I wanna cry When I feel like falling into the sky I keep on, I keep on, I keep on When you make me feel like nothing When I wanna cry When I feel like falling into the sky I keep on, I keep on, I keep on Radios controlling the DJs. Ain't this supposed to be the other way around? Says who says me, the lyrical 
lyrical They ain't biggie off the street, it's a miracle Left the drugs alone, took the thugs along with me Just for news, acting shifty Sticks and stones break bones, but they gotta kill you quicker Especially when I'm drunk off the liquor Smoking funk by the boxes, packing clocks It's natural to eat your new like chocolates the funk, baby
experiencing the Diamond Soul Experience. W-A-B-L. New rules, new music. Download the app or stream on ablradio.com. Bamalovesoul.com. 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 